actually, uh, we've never done this at Sanctuary before, and uh, we're going to do something a little uh, unique. And we're in a series called Life Struggles, and it's all about going through the main things of life uh, that we all go through, but how do we go through those things the kingdom way? And this morning we want to talk about how do you go through grief the kingdom way, and how do you deal with death the kingdom way? And uh, so I'm going to pray first, and uh, so that way we'll just get our our minds in the right place. Well, let's pray. Father, uh, this morning we just ask for your Holy Spirit to be with us in conversation, uh, Lord, through this message, through the Word of God that's going to go from this assembly, Lord, even online and and to others. God, that you would give them hope and encouragement and peace. Lord, give us the right things to say. Lord, that your your Word would illuminate our hearts and our path and a lamp unto our feet, Lord God, that we would uh, see you for who you are and your love and your power that is demonstrated towards us who believe. And we just thank you, God, for the hope in Jesus Christ. Somebody said? Amen. 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 Hey, if you've got a Bible, turn with us. We're going to be in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. Uh, But I'm going to kick it off a little bit. How do we deal with death? How do we go through grief? Uh, I have led, uh, I have done dozens of, I know Miss Evelyn, you've you've done many, many funerals over the years. But uh, I've done dozens of funerals over the last 16 years. Some I've led, some I've assisted. And um, for me, I know that there's, a, there's been moments where uh, if you lead a funeral or you lead, go th- with grief th- through somebody else that's not your family or not someone close to you, it's one thing. But then when you go through it on your own, it's something completely different. Right. Uh, and over the last couple of years, our church specifically has gone through a lot where we've lost a lot of close friends. I've lost a lot of close friends. And I know that as you go through grief, sometimes you can get to a moment where you just get to a place of numbness. And in fact, over the last couple of years, I found myself getting to a place where I was emotionally uh, numb. Nothing really affected me anymore. I didn't even have those feelings for joy or sadness. You just got to a, a place where it was just like, I'm just, nothing surprises me anymore. After COVID and all the world that got crazy, you know, nothing even surprised me. And so how do you deal with grief how do you deal with death? How do you go through grief the kingdom way? Uh, in this room, no doubt, uh, there are people who you have lost children, you've lost parents, you've lost close loved ones. Some of you have been in uh, areas of your life, whether it be the military or first responders or the medical field, you've seen tragedies and trauma, and you lost people, whether on the table or you know in the ambulance or uh, overseas, you've lost people. Some of us have uh, gone through tragedy and traumas in our life. Some of you have lost slowly people to cancer, uh, and that's its own kind of a thing. Some of us lost people to COVID. We've all lost someone. And here's the thing. In, in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, He is life and light. And God is life, and in Him there is no death. Amen. So when God made the world, He didn't make it with death. And Despite all the diseases and everything out there, death is the number one killer still yet today. Did you know that? Death is the number one killer. Because death is not natural. Death is not a part of God's plan. It's not a part of of what He wanted this world to be. And so the Bible says, when Adam sinned, death came to all men. Through one man who sinned, death reigned. And death became the consequence because death is the absence of life, and God is life. So if if we die, it's the number one uh, evidence that we're not, this is a fallen world, right? We look at the world and because death is here, we know there's a need for God to restore it, right? So when 
The Bible tells us the story of God getting His Son to the earth, and when Jesus came, in Him was life, and that life was the light of men. And in Him, when He dies, He pays the penalty for our death. As a man, He dies the death that was due us, and He purchases the life for us that we needed. We took, uh, he took our death, and we gained His life. And so we got spiritual life. How many are proud and glad for spiritual life, right? You got spiritual life, but guess what? He's got, he hasn't come back yet. He left. He says, I'm coming back uh, one day soon. And then that day, he will deal with physical death. There's two deaths. There's the physical death of your body that we all go through. Then there is spiritual death, which is eternal separation from God. I'm thankful that Christ came and he dealt with that spiritual death. It's done. It's finished. And when you have faith in Jesus Christ, you receive life and life abundantly. And spiritual death is no longer. You're not separated from God any longer. But how many know we're still waiting that day for him to come back and deal with physical death itself? The Bible says he's going to come back. He's going to take death and hell. He's going to throw them in the lake of fire, and they'll be gone for all eternity. And that's our blessed hope. But guess what? You and I have to live in the in-between. Right. We live with the promise of life ever after, ever after, ever after, right? Ever after. Uh, but in the meanwhile, I still got to deal with this physical death. You and I are going to lose, unless the Lord returns today or tomorrow, right. you and I are going to deal with physical death. How do we go through this kingdom? So I've asked uh, Pastor Evelyn Thompson. She's Pastor Emeritus. She's just retired recently, and, and she's got 40 years of ministry service in the Lord, plus, much more than that. And then, uh, and then, uh, but she's, uh, Miss Evelyn, you've, you've dealt with a lot of death in your life. You really, you're, you're going to be the expert here today. You've lost a husband. You've lost a daughter-in-law, you've lost parents, uh, and you've lost two sons in the last 10 years. And I've asked John to be here today. John is a pastor's kid. He was a pastor. Him and Sheila pastored for 12 years or so. Uh, and just recently, and, and everyone at Sanctuary knows this, but John's sister, Miss Teresa Morgan, uh, was tragically uh, killed by a drunk driver uh, in 2021. And we went through that loss as a church family. So I've asked John to be here because this is really fresh. Uh, and so they were very courageous and bold uh, today to help go through this with us. All right. So here we are. Here uh, we are. So First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13, it's on the screen. But here's what it says. But we do not want you to be uninformed brethren about those who are asleep. I love how he says asleep. So that you do not, you will not grieve as the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. There it is again, asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of our archangel and the trump of God. The dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore... Comfort one another with these words. So, Ms. Evan uh, and John, we all have done funerals, and that's one of the big funeral verses that we, we give out, right? Uh, so, Paul is talking to a church that didn't have their framework of the re resurrection, the rapture. They didn't really understand it. So, they had Christians in their church that were dying. They thought Jesus was coming back tomorrow. And they're like, well, what happens to the people that died? We're supposed to be waiting for Jesus. And he's not here yet. So are, what's hope? is there hope for these people who died? And so Paul gives this great theology that we all read now. He says, they are only sleeping. Their bodies are, their soul is with Jesus, but their bodies are asleep. And when that moment when Jesus comes back at this 
gathering up, this catching away, we call the rapture, he will shout from heaven, and those who are dead or who are asleep in him, their bodies will change, be transformed, metamorphosized like a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. It'll be a transformed body, and we who are alive and remain, we too, will be transformed and caught up together with them in the clouds. And so what he says, he's like, I know you're grieving, but we don't want you to grieve like people who don't have hope. Right. That's the thing about the Christian life. We are going to grieve. You're yeah. going to have to deal with death. You're going to have to go through grief. But how do you go through it the kingdom way? So I'm going to ask each of these a question. So Miss Evelyn is the first one. Uh, how do you, what's the danger of grieving without hope? Was there ever a moment in the last, you know, 15, 20 years you've gone through all this that uh, you had to deal with Grieving with hope. Grief, grief is heavy. Let me tell you. Grief, when grief comes on you, and we're all going to go through it, it's heavy. When I woke up in the morning after hardly sleeping at night, I'd feel like I have 10,000 tons on me, and I couldn't move. It was pressing me down. Didn't want to get up, you know, because it was so heavy. But I... Philippians 4.13 is the scripture that I always had to go to, even while lying in the bed. And it would be, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. It's not in my own strength, but it was in his strength. Right. And I'll tell you that, when, when Pat died, that was my husband, I lost my identity. I lost who I was. You know, he was the pastor of the church, and all of a sudden everything was gone. Couples quit inviting me to go with couples right? because I was not a couple anymore. So I had to turn to the Lord, you know. And Isaiah 54, 5 said to me, and it just spoke to me, the Lord is my husband. Amen? Amen. And I had to feel that he was sustaining my needs you see you have to find some place to get and feel safe now i never was without hope right i'm blessed Amen. all of my people that went on to be with the lord was saved so i was never without hope but the grieving and the hurting and the aloneness was still there and so you you don't get over it you don't get over death of right. somebody. They, but, and you know they're with Jesus. And they're always going to be there. And, but you don't, don't just sit there. You have to get up. You have to make a decision that you're going to live. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Just like you made a decision to be saved, you got to make a decision. I'm going to live. And you, you and I talked about that sometimes because, you know, I came in at that right, right when your right. son had passed away, and we talked about um, you really don't have a choice. Uh, you, don't. you have to go through it. You're just going right. to have to go through it. You have to go through it. And, John, uh, was there ever a moment, you know, you've lost uh, parents. Uh, Y'all just buried Sheila's dad uh, during the COVID right. era, and you lost your sister. Was there a moment um, that you felt like, man, how do, I, how do I keep that hope alive? You know, the, the, all that waves come over you. Uh, what did you do to keep that that hope in the last couple year, the last well, couple months. As Sister Evelyn was saying, there, being a Christian all my life and being raised in church, there was never a moment that I didn't have hope. Right. But 
far as the, the grief and the heaviness that, that come over, I, I'll say this, that recently with my sister, probably one of the hardest things and the heaviest thing was coming back to church. Yeah. Even though I knew in my heart that that's what I had to do. Because every time I walked in and I walked up and I looked at that piano and I saw that empty seat sitting there, it was like a flood that would just rush over me again and it just remind me of that that you'll never have again on this earth. And so I, I, I continued to come. And, and, and that's one thing I'd have to say to anybody and everybody. You have to keep pushing forward. You can't back up. You can't turn around and go the other way. You have to face it. Right. That's, that's one of the things. And, you know, the Bible said Jesus come to give life and give it more abundantly. And the, the, the most dangerous thing that I can see in this moment that is, is separation. When we separate ourselves, we start separating ourselves from each other. We start separating ourselves from the body of Christ. And when we start doing that, then we find ourselves all alone yeah. trying to weigh this thing out by ourselves. And for me, the church family is what's helped me get through it and helped me to continue to get through it. Sister Eflin used a beautiful scripture there out of Philippians, and that's one of my favorite as well. But also, in John 4, 4 says, and one says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Right. So I back myself and my faith up on those two things that um, whatever I'm faced with, whether it be a tragedy or a death or whatever it may be, that I have a hope that is beyond this world. Right. And I, I today, can, can we just be honest? Can we just lay it out there and be honest? Um, for several Sundays, we come in and looking at the empty piano and the tragedy of my sister. Um, it, was, it was so heavy. And I knew God was going to put somebody in that place again. And this sister come in and Sister Franklin, and when she first sat down at the piano, I love you, so don't take this wrong. But there was almost a little bit of envy mm -hmm. that wanted to come in. A little bit of jealousy maybe or whatever. But I knew for this church that God had a plan. Yeah. And I knew that he would have to fulfill or replace that that we had lost. Yeah. So sometimes in loss, we have to learn to accept God's will. Yeah. Just to give you an example, and I'm going to cut this short. I run up on a gentleman the other day that the wife and I were in Monroe, and we were sitting at the place, and there's a black gentleman there, and he and I got to talking. I'm, I'm, I'm a talker. I don't care who you are, black, white. I don't care who you are. I'm going to talk to you. And as he and I got to talking, and and the last thing I asked him after I shared the story of my sister, my, I said, am I going to see you on the other side? Because that's what matters. Come on now. That's right. I may not never see you again in the Nissan place, but my concern is, am I going to see you on the other side? And he walked up to me before we left, and he put his finger right in the center of my chest. And he said, you know when we can move on? And I looked at him, and he said, when we accept God's will. Yeah. Now, that's, that's nothing good. no more powerful than that. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you, accepting God's will in my situation took months to process. 
Right. But we're getting there. Can you say amen? I think, like we said, you know, you and I have talked about this at length, you know, that uh, you said God's will, and Miss Evelyn talked about um, how grief is heavy. If you, the danger, or we even said this this week, we said, I don't know how other people who don't have this hope make it. I don't know how they're going to, I don't know how you go through some of these tragedies without this hope. So that's the, Paul says, comfort one another with these words, and John, you said, uh, you had the church body to encourage. You knew you had to come back. You knew had you to. needed the church body. Had to. So we can comfort one another with building ourselves up on this faith and hope in Christ. Uh, that's what's going to get us through. And then the, the next question I, I thought about for you guys was, how did you said this, how did you find the comfort in the days, months, weeks after your loss? Um, what are some, and I'm asking Miss Evelyn, what were some healthy habits? So when you, when you lost uh, your sons, uh, what were some of the things that you had to do just throughout your days to get that comfort? You know, he says, uh, Paul says in Colossians, blessed are the God, is the God of comfort who comforts us so we can comfort others. Well, how did you get that comfort? I tell you what, it wasn't easy, but I prayed. Yes. I had to pray. That was inside of me. And the praying, and a lot of it was quoting the scriptures. That's good. So I could hear it. Right. See, I, I think sometimes we have to speak what the Word says. So your ear, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I could hear the, in the Scriptures who God was, and I would pray. And repeating those Scriptures would strengthen me. You know, people cared about Pat, Eddie, oh, yep. Neil, everybody, you know. But they don't know what to say. Yeah. But you know what? I like for you to talk to me about my loved ones. Right. It makes them real. It makes them alive. Whether it's happy or sad, they were people. Right. Yeah. And they, we have memories of them. And this was one way that friends and people that knew them, I don't want them to be forgotten. It just blesses me when somebody comes and tells me what Eddie did for them right. years ago. Amen. You know? And so talk to me about them, you know. Talk to your family or somebody that, so that you can share it mm -hmm. because that, that does. It keeps that, that memory alive. It keeps the memory alive. It really does. And, you know, none of them would ever want to come back here. In no. fact, my husband said, because he had a heart condition, said, if I die, don't y'all dare <laughs> <laughs> try to... He said, or oh, you'll be in trouble, you know. So never I even, agree with him. Yeah, you did. And, and, and uh, so anyway, like I said, it's, it's just having fellowship right. with Jesus. And one another. And one another. Yeah. Don't, you may not think you said much or whatever, mm -hmm. but you did. And how important that is for the body of Christ. Right. To be, you know, uh, Paul says in Romans 12, weep with those who weep. Rejoice with those who rejoice. That's right. You know, John, you and I have talked about uh, Miss T's death. And you said earlier, you said uh, you have to accept God's will. So did that help you comfort? You know, so, you, I mean, you had a tragedy. Sudden, I mean, I remember the night you called me, and I had to process it. And I had to think about, what, God, what in the heck are you doing? I mean, I mean I'll be honest. In, in times I've lost people, I've screamed at God, yelled at God, questioned God, got mad at God. And so, and you're saying, well, accept God's will. How does that, how do you get to that place and how does that comfort you? Well, 
it takes a process. Um, I asked God why probably a thousand times over because I couldn't understand it at the time because see his his ways are not our ways right Under, understand that his ways are not our ways and I, 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 I asked God I cried I wept I went through all the emotions I asked him why 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 because I wanted to answer mm-hmm. you know um, sometimes without that answer something to finalize it something to put that period at the end of the sentence to say, okay, this is it. You know, this is the final statement here. Um, We had to talk about it a lot. Not only did I have to deal with it, but my sister was dealing with my brother. That load come to me, and I had to deal with him through a lot of emotions and a lot of pain, a lot of grief, because um, there was a lot of things there that the church doesn't know about, but that's beside the point. But... Brother, he's getting to God's place to in God to where I began to accept his will. One, it helped me when that gentleman told me what he did. That was just a few weeks ago. But also, I began to try to look at a bigger picture. How can God use this moment in this tragedy for his glory? That's good. You know... And when I began to pray about it, God began to, I, I mean, it's just like he dropped it in my spirit. He said, I'm going to do greater things beyond her life mm-hmm. than bef- while she was here. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, God, how's this going to work? He said, use her tragedy, her death for my glory to let people know how soon and how quick life can leave you. That's right. To be ready any moment, any time, any hour, any minute to leave here. I had a friend of mine, we buried his dad a few weeks ago. And he told me his dad for two months. Good man of God. But he had two months that he knew his death was coming thereabout. And he soul-searched, and he soul-searched, and he soul-searched. Went way all the way back to his childhood. And he soul-searched, saying, God, I don't want nothing left undone. I don't want nothing that's hidden, nothing that I've not said I'm sorry for, or I've repented for, or this or that. But, you know, some of us in this situation lets us know we don't have time to soul-search. Be ready. we got to be ready. And I believe that in the future I've made a statement many times over and you can write this one down as John said this one. All right. The day you're born is the day you begin to die. That's right. That's true. But the day you die is the day you begin to live. Yeah, that's right. And if we keep that hope in Jesus Christ that I know I'm going to be reunited just like David yeah when David lost his son in 2 Samuel you go there and you read it for 7 days he sat on the ground and put his face to the ground and and he prayed God spare my child but the moment that he realized and heard that the child was gone he got up. What did he do? Washed himself. Washed himself. 
He changed his garment. Sometimes we have to take off that garment of, of grief some, and put on that garment of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wrap ourselves in his love and mercy and goodness mm -hmm. and kindness. And then he went in and he sat down and he eat. And what did he say after that? He's not coming back to me, but I can go to him. That's good. So in my way of comfort, talk about it. Yeah. Don't never, don't never, John and I talk about it all the time, every time I meet John. And we're not going to talk about it, we ain't going to cry about it. You're right. Because it's special that she meant something to so many people. But talk about it. That yeah. gets you through. That gets me through. Yes. And when God spoke to my heart and he confirmed it through that guy, when I accepted God's will, now am I over the pain? No. Right. Am I over the grief? No. Am I going to shed more tears? Of course. Yeah. But I have a hope that through her death, someone else can receive salvation. Yeah. We stood face to face in front of the lady that caused the accident the other day. And as Brother Heath and I discussed, said it very well, she didn't, she didn't kill her. God took her. That's right. See, she didn't hold the power of life and death. That's right. God does. Amen. God holds life and death. That's right. She might have been partly involved, but she wasn't the one that caused or killed her. God took her. And I had the opportunity to look that woman in the eye, and I said, I hope that you come to know Jesus Christ through this. Yeah. Because under the condition that you were under, if that would have been you in the ditch instead of her, I know where you'd be today. Mm -hmm. You would be in a bad place. That's right. So my prayer and some of my comfort is that God's going to get the glory. Yeah. And that many people are going to get saved. Not because she's still present, but because of the life she lived present. Yeah. It's going to continue on. That's good. Through ministry, through ministry of here, wherever God gives me an opportunity to share this story, I will be sharing it because it's all about the kingdom. Well, his plan of, of restoration, I love how you said, uh, we've talked that, that God uh, takes his saints on. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Miss Evelyn, uh, you and I have talked about triggers a lot. I'm going to move on to the next one. But uh, we... I love the verse where it says, you know, Jesus wept. John, I even said this week, we were talking yes. about this message, like, what'd you eat for? You were about to raise him from the dead. So Jesus right. comes to Lazarus. He's got his two daughters, you know, sisters there. They're all weeping. And he, and he begins to weep. And he says, Mary, do you believe I can do this? And she says, yeah, I know you'll do it in the end. But he's like, well, no, I am the resurrection. I can do whatever I want to do. I'm God, right? I can, I can do this. And yet he goes to the tomb and he weeps over the guy he's about to raise from the dead. Amen. So, you know, that tells me that Jesus is human. Right. He's patient with us. He goes That's through it. Right. But Miss Evelyn, you and I have talked about anniversaries. So we've been on staff together almost 10 years. Yeah. And so I know when the anniversary is coming. Yeah. We talk about it. So what do you do? So in, in, there's moments in grief where it's going to be a flash. 
uh, you drive by something that you remember a memory, or you hear a sound or a noise, or you make a special meal, or it's the holidays. Those anniversaries or those triggers come, and in one moment you can be laughing, and the next moment you can be crying, all in the same emotion. And that's true. And how do you deal with that on how triggers? How do I deal with that? I do whatever my emotions. That's how you deal with it. You don't just push it all back. Right. You, you, you face it and you go on with it. Sometimes you feel stuck. Yeah. And, you know, I'm there right now with Neil. I hadn't gotten over that. It's 11 months, I mean, that right. he has been gone. It's not even a year. And, you know, you're in the, uh, a car going from the funeral home or the church to the cemetery, and you look out and everybody's happy. Yeah. Everybody's going somewhere. So everybody's got something to do, and I know my life will never, ever be the same. Right. right. And you feel stuck. You have to turn to Jesus. And I got angry. You it's know right. that. Yeah. And I got mad. And I thought it wasn't fair. Right. You know, Eddie was gone, and now I, I believe that Neil was going to be healed. He just had COVID, you know. Right. But the Lord took him, and I'm like him. The devil can't take that's right. God the right time, you know, and that's with God. But this couldn't be happening to me again. I didn't even want, and some of you noticed, I didn't even want to pray for other people yeah. because I lost two sons. Right. And I was stuck in that saying, well, if I was somebody else, I wouldn't want me to pray right. for them, you know. But the scripture that... It may have been written for you too, but it was written for me, and it has kept me going these 11 months is Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things yes. work together for good right. to them who love God, and I love God, and I would say that, Lord, I love you, and are called according to his purposes. Now, Neil was with the Lord. But I was having to walk through it, right. and I loved God, and I knew I was called according to his purpose. And I, I've just had to walk through it. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. At Bible study one Sunday night, Brother Ron asked me, do you want to say something? I said, no, because I don't know what I'd say. Right. right. Because you don't. It's, right. it's heavy, and it's hard. But I tell you what, God's word will bring you through. Yeah. God's yes. people will bring you through. And so I, I just, I just want to know, it's okay to struggle. Yes. But know who God is. That's some of the best Bible characters struggled. I mean, that's like, You're right. you know, he's, he, he's patient with us. I think uh, sometimes we're hard on ourselves. Uh, you know, you, you've, we've mentioned this uh, before. It's like, uh, and you kind of said it, it's that, you're still going through this, and you kind of get mad at other people for going on with their life. You know, it's like, didn't y'all notice the world, my world ended, my but y'all world, world, you know, your, yours, theirs didn't. Absolutely. And so you can get isolated, you can withdraw, you can get into a non-spiritual place. That goes back into the, the kind of, it's not that we don't have hope in Jesus, but sometimes, even though I know the facts up here, knowing the facts in here is not always the same. And I love how you said, confess those things, repeat those scriptures. John, you said, be in the church body. Don't isolate yourself. Don't, if you feel stuck, just press through. It's not that you're going to get over it, right. but you will go through it. 
and his right. comfort is there, his spirit is there, he's, his, his word is there. Miss Evelyn, you, you're saying, uh, you know, those verses. I think about the graces of God. We said this the other day, Miss Evelyn, that I think in those moments, God gives a special grace. I have uh, led funerals for children who have died or people in tragedy, and I'm thinking there, I'm sitting with the family, and I'm thinking, how in the world are you going through that? How are you even sitting in this pew right now? And yet there's just this sense of the Holy Spirit for believing family. I think right. there's just a, a sense of peace. You start pick, uh, finding little nuggets, I think, of, of uh, little graces. Uh, I remember how when, when T passed away, her favorite song, one of the favorite songs that really touched her happened to be the last song she sang on this side of heaven, right. and that we recorded it. And there's little things that God, I think, helps along the way, little thoughts, little words, little memories that you realize, wow, God has been orchestrating. And in the midst of this chaos and tragedy, I still sense God. I see Him doing this. I see Him telling me about this. Somebody comes up to you and tells you something. Or uh, you just sense uh, little moments uh, along the way. Uh, when we lost uh, Miss Georgia, one of our elders, uh, and her picture's on the back wall back there. You know, I drive by her house every single day to come to church. In those moments that we had right before she passed uh, with COVID, you know, the last sermon she heard me speak was uh, about, uh, from Isaiah, when he is going to make all things new, and there's going to be a new eternity. And I'm thinking, that's the last sermon she heard on this side of heaven. How, how great, I didn't plan that. God right. knew. And uh, the, the little things like that, you just sense God is always in the midst, that you're never alone. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to with you to the end. And that he's patient and he grieved. I think about Jesus lost a father. Jesus went through the loss. He was betrayed. He, um, Isaiah, you know, it says, surely our griefs he bore and our sorrows he carried. Yeah. And so he's already carried it. He's already, so I can put that weight Whatever you're going through, you can trust God. God can take this weight. He's already been through it. He was tempted in all things as we are. He's been through all things. And, you know, we can have all this conversation, and you can, you can tell somebody something, but until you go through it, right. and now you guys know this more than any, you'll never understand it That's right. until you go through it. Right. You know, you said that this week. And until you've lost children, uh, you'll never understand it. You can sympathize and empathize. So last question would be, uh, Miss Evelyn, how do we as a church body, as, as, as Christians, there are people in the world that have no hope, and they're going to go through tragedy and crisis. There are people in the church that go through tragedy and crisis. I'll let Miss Evelyn answer, and then John. Uh, how should we as a church who are the Romans 12, weep with those who weep, and to understand his love and heart and compassion, what do you do? Someone said earlier, uh, you don't always know what to say. So people, people kind of like... You want you to get over it, somebody, and then some people are like, I don't even know what to do. And they say things like, well, at least they're in a better place. Well, in the moment, that don't really help you feel better. No. Yeah. Uh, you know, at least they're not suffering anymore. Well, that doesn't take away the sting of the law. So what should we do as a church? i tell you what. Eddie used to sing a song, and the ones of you that remember it, it's my favorite song. It may still be today. Jesus is the answer. Yeah. yeah. He's the answer to every need every hurt everything that we need doesn't have to be death it could be divorce it could be anything but jesus is the answer and you're never going to get over somebody's death yeah yeah you just don't get over it you live and you go forward and you pray and you fellowship with god i have told myself you know when things would get bad and I'd get into 
different um, situations that say, I believe you, God. Mm. It says, if you believe God, right? right? Faith, you believe God. And I would say, Lord, I believe you. I am your child. And I would hear it. And I would pray. And sometimes you have to do that yourself. Right. And tell yourself who you are. I know they all in a better place. Right. 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 But that don't make you miss them any less. Right. Right. And yeah. that don't make you want them. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't want to come now. Believe me, none of them. Yeah. And and Pastor, uh, bless God, he just, uh, Neil always kind of lived the life he wanted to. And he didn't want to be in church, didn't want to talk about God. He'd come over, eat, and left. You knew Eddie, uh, Neil, right. they went to school together. And so, anyway, Pastor told me, he said, you know, Neil has been coming to church, it's three years now, every Sunday. Started paying his time started coming and eating with me and Stacy mm-hmm. and we developed he developed a relationship with yeah. God. He believed in him but he got a relationship with him. And then through that Stacy and I got a relationship with him. Yeah. Good. So it's a little extra grace. So yeah. 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 We wouldn't have had that. Yeah. God knew. And God knew. Yeah. So I just say that to say God's got us in his hand. Amen. Right. He's counted every hair. He knows. John, on your head and mine and um, everybody else. And I'm losing some. But. Yeah. But let me tell you, he's a good God. Yes, Amen. he no is. No matter, I've lost all these people. I didn't lose them. I know where they are. Right. Yeah. But I, I, you know, in memory. But trust God. Amen. That's my last That's word. That's good. Trust yeah. God. Yes. He knows more than you. Amen? Amen. Amen. All things work together for good. That's a good scripture. John, take, a, take, take us out of here. What, what, I'll, I'll close it out. But uh, what, last, last little word is uh, what should you, you know you said it earlier, you know you're going to use this as a message. But um, for those today who have hope or don't have hope, they don't know how to deal, how to help somebody else, uh, one quick thing you think uh, we should as a church, how do we help people dealing with death? Well, I, I want to back up just for a second. I hope you don't mind. No, go ahead. But the, the most dangerous place you can be is stuck. Yeah. Amen. You ever been out in the woods and been stuck, you know, and you had to walk for miles and, you know, you're by yourself? Don't get stuck in this death that happened here in this church or the deaths that happened with others. Um, I, I don't want this church, and I'm going to ask this church. Um, I'm not going to call the lady's name. But all of you that have grieved and understood this situation, I'm asking you today personally to forgive her Amen. for that that she had, was involved in. I want this to go out to the whole world that we love. Amen. That's right. That we still can forgive those that hurt us, regardless to the depth of that hurt, that we can still love them That's right. and forgive them. Because I had one that hung on the cross that didn't deserve that cross. That's right. I did. But for the church, don't get stuck. Continue to love, pray. I told the lady, and I'll tell you, I think one of the greatest things we can do is, one, to continue to be there for people, to continue to pray for them, to let them know you're there and present. Right. Um, 
It's easy for people when it first happens, they come around for the first few weeks and you get those phone calls, yeah. you get those texts, you get those Facebook messages. Then three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, two months, six months, it kind of starts fading away. But I would say to try to be there continuously off and on for extended period of time. It's good. To be there with them, be there for them. Don't, don't, don't three weeks from now, continue to hit and touch base with them That's for good. a long extended period of time because it's something that she said, 11 months, she's not over it. No. A year and four months, thereabout, we're not over it, but we're getting through it. That's right. We still got to go and face the judge. We're not near about through with this case. But you know what? I said, God, whatever you decide, I'm going to accept it. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to accept it. But as I told that lady the other day, and I, I could tell y'all a funny story. Maybe one day Brother Heath will give me a chance to, to tell y'all some of the testimony of what we talked about. But my hope for her is salvation for her family, for her kids. That's right. For her boyfriend, which I hope that they make all that right, they're whatever, and that who knows through this God may even give her ministry. You never know. That's right. But for us, the church, and for those that have lost, continue to be there for them, continue to pray for them, and the word says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. So we have to hold on to that faith because we can't please Him no other way. Yeah. So, uh, you know, wrap, wrapping up our, <clears throat> our moment um, here. For if, so if you're here today, maybe you're or some that are listening online or watch online, they'll, um, you may go through grief, and what we're saying is it's okay to go through it. It's not going uh, to take away the pain. It's not going to take away the loss. It may or may not uh, ever deal with that loss. But go easy on yourself. Take every death is different. Every we, Miss Evelyn and I talked about that. It's different to lose a husband, different to lose a son, different to lose a, a, a friend, family member. Go through it how you need to go through it. Take your time. Don't be alone. Don't be isolated. Keep those spiritual habits. Confess the word. Read your Bible. Be in a church family. And go through it, not like the world goes through it, but go through it as one who has hope. And that's what Paul says. Have this hope. Any moment, the trinkling of an eye, great trumpet sound, we could be together. It could be today. And if you're ready, like John said, that's our hope at the end of this is that maybe there's someone in this room right now, you either don't have hope and you're not ready. And that's why I want to pray over us. And someone listening online, maybe you're not ready. Or maybe today, number two, is that you're dealing with grief and you haven't been dealing with it in a healthy way. You've gotten to a dark place and dark thoughts. Um, Come see someone. See a counselor. Get in a small group of friends. Get in a Bible study. You get to a place where it's really, really dark, text 988. That's a suicide hotline. Uh, someone's going to talk to you. But more than anything, like Miss Evelyn said, you can just cry out to God. Right there, right then. Cry out to God. He's with you. And uh, I'm going to read this verse and before I pray. It's John 5, verse 24. Jesus says, Truly, truly, or verily, verily, or amen, amen, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment but has passed out of death 
into life. Believers never die. We just go straight from death into life again. And truly, he says, our is coming and now is. There's going to be a day coming at any moment when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in Himself, even so He gave it to the Son who also has life in Himself. And He gave Him authority to execute judgment because He is the Son of Man. He says, verse 28, Do not marvel at this, though, for an hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs will hear His voice and will come forth. And those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life and those who committed the evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. There is coming a day at any moment when Jesus is going to speak a word, or God is going to speak a word to His Son, get my kids. And Jesus is going to come, and He's going to, with a shout of an ark, just like uh, Paul said, in any moment, at any day, at any time, it's called the imminent return of Christ. We will be all gathered together with the Lord. The dead in the tombs will hear the voice of God. Those who are asleep in Christ, their bodies will be resurrected. And we who are alive and remain, He says, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to be always with the Lord. So we take hope in this. If someone has died who is a believer... They are with the Lord already. Their body's just sleeping. And we at any moment can be caught up together with Him, and that's our blessed hope. I hope, and I have my hope that they're with God right now, and I, my hope is this, at any moment I could be with them together. Uh, so are you ready? Are you ready? There's a first death is your physical death, but there's a second death. That is eternal separation from God. And those who are in Christ have life. And it says they pass from death into life. So you bow your heads with us this morning. I invite our worship team to come back. Father, we pray right here, right now, for every man, woman, boy, and girl in this room. Have we passed from death into life? Do we have the hope that is in Christ Jesus our Lord? Do we have life abundantly? Do we have hope in you? And so, Lord, would you examine every heart? Would you, Holy Spirit, prick every person here today to examine their heart? Do they know, do they know that they know that they have the Holy Spirit living on their innermost being? That if the Holy Spirit who is in us, who is also in Christ and raised Him from the dead, Lord, on that last day is going to give life to our mortal bodies as well. But we have to know, have you been born again? Have you been alive in Christ? Do you know that you know that you have the Holy Spirit today? So if you're here today, in a moment we're going to open these altars and invite our...